Okay, very good. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Uh, we're here again at Wei Mountain Temple uh, to continue uh, studying Master Xinhua's Chanqi instructions. Uh, thank you all for joining us. We are um, uh, in the midst of discussing uh, the uh, teaching of Master Xinhua about the Buddha Dharma is in the world. So that's uh, the continuation from last night's talk. All right. Um, all right. So he says the Buddha Dharma. He goes over the uh, um, the verses from Master Huineng, the sixth patriarch, who says the Buddha Dharma is in the world. Mm. Uh, so this is where I agree with both the Six Page Chart and Master Shenhua. Okay, uh, meaning that at first, first the first reaction I have is that when you say you must wait, first learn the way into the world, uh, I have to think about it, and I must agree that uh, it's easier for you to first wait into the world. And then once you understand uh, the world, then, then you can cultivate, okay? Uh, once you become a love-home person, uh, then it's much more difficult for you to appreciate the worldly dharmas. You're no longer the same kind of person. Your priorities are different, your value systems are different. Therefore, you're much better off uh, having some experience in life first, okay? Meaning for us, uh, for me personally, I prefer my monks and nuns to have some work experience uh, first so that they understand real life, they understand the real struggles of uh, what you are going through out there, okay? Uh, and uh, uh, and so that's what uh, we uh, encourage our people to do uh, if they consider uh, eventually becoming a monk and nun down the road. Uh, you know, don't um, don't um, underestimate the importance of uh, having a full life first. You cannot connect with people unless you understand uh, what life is about. Okay. Mm. And uh, what is the weight into the world? Mm. Weight in the world, Ru uh, Shi, is uh, it is a rather um, difficult thing to do. Okay, first of all, you need to the, to learn the ways of the world, and then you need to learn to uh, recognize how to not be a victim to your afflictions, okay? Because you allow yourself to become a victim to your own afflictions, you will get lost. We will spin out of control. You will get out of uh, up orbit. There's no way you can stick around the Buddha Dharma anymore. So it's rather, rather delicate thing, okay? So you have to understand the priorities. The priorities is to live, experience life, but not get overwhelmed by it, not get uh, sucked into it and become a victim. This is what worldly people, people in the world don't realize. 
they all day they're ill prepared for life because that's all they know. That's all their parents know. Their parents are victims of life. Their professors and teachers are victims of life. Even their unenlightened spiritual teachers are also victims of life, and that yet they don't realize it. And therefore, it's a rather dangerous thing to do. Trust me. Okay? It's very, very difficult. And so, uh, so I often hear this from lay people, that uh, they appreciate coming to the temple, even on weekend, or accessing the YouTube, which is, uh, anyone would like to say anything about subscription? I'm kidding. <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> later, later, or now? <laughs> Okay, uh, the point here is that uh, people have, have uh, uh, an overwhelming majority of the people expressed uh, the importance f of their uh, getting some insights or instructions from us on how to cope with their daily uh, challenges. Okay, you learn, uh, you open your wisdom by learning how to solve your problems. You run away from problems, you never learn. Okay, so life is difficult, but it actually is a great opportunity for you to learn and grow. The more difficult, uh, the faster you learn. Okay, and and so uh, so. People, after a while, after they started doing Chan and learning a little bit, and then they get into samadhis and they experience the bliss uh, that they can get every day through their uh, Chan practice, which we recommend, then they realize, that, they realize that it's an anchor they can go back to every single day, okay? And that they can have access to us for problems that are overwhelming for them. Because that's the nature of life. We're all overwhelmed. You are, I am as well. Difference is that I can recover. You don't know how. Some of your problem is so big, you can't recover. Okay? And so the role of the Sangha is that you need to be stronger than lay people so that you're not uh, overwhelmed by their problems as well. Okay, and so you see the, the synergy between the two groups of cultivators. The Sangha has to be stronger, and they have to uh, uh, detach from worldly pursuits. And the, worldly, the, the, the disciples have to come to the temple so that it's a combination where the Sangha gets updated from the, from the lay disciples, and lay disciples get insights on how to cope with their challenges their obstructions, their, uh, their, um, their issues, all right? So it's a combination that works, works very well. Okay, so even after we become a left home person, we cannot say that I'm, you know, I'm detached from you. I am gonna be a pure cultivator. Then you can't learn either. You become a better sangan by learning how to help the lay people. Okay, and so far, uh, I'm against, I'm really against 
uh, having sanghans get a job, either out there or even at the temple. It's wrong. Even at the temple, I would not pay my, my sanghans. I don't care. Okay? If I need some professional things, uh, I uh, professional help, I would, uh, I would get help, okay, pay for it. But even if my sangha is better qualified, I would never pay them. Because a mix of monetary remuneration and spiritual pursuit, in, that doesn't work for me. It's very difficult for you to separate the two. Okay? Because the Sangha's life is geared towards no longer, this is our philosophy, my philosophy, no longer trying to advance your personal interests. So to me, getting a job to make money is to advance your own interests. That's why fundamentally I'm against it, that's all. So, uh, our disciples, our sanghans, I want to make sure that I can provide for them, okay, in their lifetimes. That's my commitment to them, so that they don't have to worry about making money, making ends meet. All right? Don't have to worry about themselves. Uh, uh, once you understand the worldly dharma, you can turn it around with uh, just a twist. It becomes transcendental dharma. Mm. Uh, it's, uh, this is he's referring to uh, some people who have wisdom already. The people who are enlightened, they can look at the problems, okay? They can recognize uh, the, they, they've been trained to handle challenges and difficulties, and therefore their training come into play, and they can use them to turn the worldly uh, challenges and difficulties into something beneficial for them. So that's why these worldly obstructions, difficulties, are actually are part of the transcendental practices. That's the beauty of it. So that's why you have two ladders. One ladder is you stay in the cities like we do, and then you, you engage. And uh, our objective is first make sure you have wisdom, okay, so that you can handle the worldly problems, okay. That's priority number one, okay. So we limit your exposure until you're able to be handle it, uh, be able to handle it more and more and more, okay? So it's actually controlled exposure, okay? Uh, whereas on the other option is more Hinayana style, where you get away from the world completely and hide, okay? Uh, and yeah, actually between the two approaches, the one in the city that we choose to do, I choose to do, is much faster for you. Okay? Uh, for example, my master, he chose to bring, to isolate his disciples behind the four walls. And you notice the difference in results. Our style is much faster. Because the more problems you have, the quicker, uh, the faster I can teach you. Well, 
Let's face it, if I can't help you, then you die. Tough luck. There's always that risk. But if I can't help you, then you can grow a lot faster. Okay? Not 100% guarantee. Oh, well. Hey, the Koreans are not laughing. The Americans like it. <laughs> okay? Yes, five. Thank you, Master. We have a comment, um, a question actually, from Stefan Wonkmuller. Hello, Master. In the Chan Handbook, you share the mantra Zidandobo Dala from the Shurangama mantra with us. Can we recite it anywhere? Thank you. You want to recite it uh, uh, in a uh, familiar place like your own home, uh, preferably. And this Shurangama mantra is not to be recited uh, um, everywhere. And you're supposed to pick and choose very carefully because it's rather offensive of a Dharma. It offends uh, the demons and the ghosts. And therefore, we hang out places where they outnumber us. Uh, it's not wise, so be careful, okay? Mm. Like when you do chan at uh, our environment, it's okay. Yeah. Yes, JMT. Well, <laughs> 하는 사람으로서 그 능음주 전체를 외워서 전체를 항상 그 하는 쪽인데 그 저희 노스님과 은사스님께서 능음주로 하두를 들라고 하셨습니다. 능음주 한독을 하는 동안에 한 번이라도 망상을 하지 않고 오로지 능음주에만 능음주만 할수 있는 그런 걸 해서 산매에 드는 그런 수행을 권하셨습니다. 그런데 일부 사람들이 제가 그런 수행을 한다고 하니 틀렸다고 그거는 아니다고 그렇게 많이들 말을 해서 그 아직 초보자로서 많이 흔들리고 있습니다. 어, 자비하신 말씀 부탁드립니다. Thank you for your kind and compassionate words. Uh, I want to uh, say that um, practicing, I, I do practice Shurangama Mantra too, and I recite the whole Shurangama Mantra, and my um, master said um, you should do Huado, uh, uh, Shurangama Mantra as Huado, and my master said, while you do reciting Shurangama Mantra, you don't have, uh, have a false thought and try to go into a samadhi. And when people listen to my cultivation style, people said that this style is wrong. So I'm a little confused as a starting uh, cultivator. So I ask for your wisdom. Thank you.
Okay, Master Z, you take it. Because <laughs> I don't want to criticize her teacher. <laughs> Master Z, go ahead and take it. So I'm correcting Master Z, okay? I'm not correcting your master. Yes. Yes, Master, thank you for the chance. Uh, I I'm a chicken. I, I reciting Surin Gama Mantra uh, and focus it on that. It is a good thing to do. I don't see anything wrong with that. But she also at her place, her white place. She's also taught to practice Huato and with both together. So it's like Chan and secret school together. She's the one who asked us uh, two nights ago, two, a few nights ago, that why do you uh, allow your students to practice so many Dharma doors? She only maxes out at two. <laughs> Hello. I think she can continue to practice Tuato and Surangama Mantra at the same time, but better under the instruction of someone have this experience about the practice instead of doing that alone. Okay, and the question she has is that the instruction she has is that all those are names. It's like practice this mantra, practice this method, okay? That's like, you can pick it up from anywhere. You don't need anyone to tell you that, okay? Uh, so when you listen to the instructions, you listen to not the kinds of, uh, let's say, names of the method you use, by listen to what you do in order to get there or what you do when you have a problem. Am I making sense to you, Master Z? You have to learn to listen to instructions. Compare that uh, uh, to, for example, what I taught you. Don't tell them what I taught you, but compare to what I taught you. It's very specific. So, for example, uh, her instructions are, do do hato, I want you to do hato, and then recite Shranga Mantra as well. And that's a master, uh, 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 what's his name? The famous one in, in Korea, Sung Cho. Sung Cho, Sunim, he's a fourth, uh, fourth, uh, uh, fourth ground bodhisattva, and he advocated, you know, he, did, uh, he did a great, great uh, contributions to the Korean Buddhism. Mm, he helped really establish a very strong foundation for it, a system for it, and support for it. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, and he advocated teaching the, uh, the Huato and the Shrangama uh, Mantra, I think. Okay. So the question they have is that, uh, that she has is that I practice the Huato and then I also do the Shrangama uh, mantra. And if uh, you need to recite Ranga Mantra until you become single-minded. Okay? Uh, when you listen to that, okay, uh, are you a lay person or you a teacher, you should say, how do I become single-minded? The instruction is correct. That's from a book. Any, any book in Mahayana, you can have that. 
Okay, so the the instruction is is that it assumes that you cannot become single-minded. So you keep on reciting and reciting and reciting, okay, and you become single-minded. And our people, you, are taught to ask me right away, how do I become single-minded? Have anyone become single-minded before me? Before you gave me such instructions? This is very American. These Americans are very insolent. They, uh, they look at results. They, uh, you can talk all you want, but uh, would that work for me? That's all they care about. The Koreans are different. They're very respectful. Okay? The Asian in general are more respectful. And her generation, they, she belongs to our generation, so they're a lot more respectful than the, than the next generation in America. Okay? Uh, so, Her question is, someone said it's wrong. The instructions are wrong. You agree? The instruction, doing both at the same time, as I said before, we can do both, but it need to be under the instruction of uh, someone who has experienced practicing both the Dharma door. Because uh, during the process, you will need to ask more detailed questions. During the practice, it's not just that very general instruction. That's correct. So the question should be? Have you accomplished the Huato? Have you accomplished the Ranga Mantra? Yes? That's what the Americans would ask. Implicitly, they will look for that. Yes. Doctor, can I interrupt? Yes. Uh, she's. I think she's actually saying uh, her master said, take Shurangama uh, mantra as a huado, not two things that are simple. Is that what the translation was? I'm I sorry. No. <laughs> The Shurangama mantra is not a huato. That's wrong. There's two different Dharma doors. Shurangama mantra is a tantric Dharma when you recite, you recite and recite. The huato is totally different. The huato, you don't recite. Is that clear? I haven't taught you that much about huato because I happen not to like it that much. Okay? Mm. Because I find it too slow. Too limited, uh, because I look at all the Chinese and Korean uh, cultivators who use Huato became enlightened. I found them to be too slow. For example, Master Xu Yun, it's too slow. Uh, Master Xu for example, doesn't even use Huato, and I'm more along that line. Our way and lineage, we don't think much of the Huato, unfortunately, because our patriarchs. The older ones, not the current one, realize the Huato is too slow. And I agree. Okay? So, so since uh, this, is a, this is a technical question, let me point out to all of you, especially Abbots, you have to recognize the Huato process. I would, it will teach you a little bit later 
so that you begin not to be um, impressed by the, the uh, Koreans at all, okay? In their instructions for Huato, I would teach you, okay? Just habits, okay? I don't like to teach you Huato, it's too slow. But I would teach you uh, habits because I want you to be able to recognize what they're practicing that could be improved, but you don't say anything. None of our business. Okay? Because if they practice in their temples, it's okay. They, they, you know, it's their temples and their system, they should practice it. But our system and our environment, we find it too slow. It's just not that good. Okay? It's just my personal opinion, my personal preference. Okay? All right. Uh, so, uh, so the general answer is Huato is Huato. Shranga uh, Mantra is not a Huato. That's two. That's, uh, you cannot combine them at all. The nature of the mantra recitation is different, totally different. It's not even anywhere near. It's totally different from the Huato. Okay? So you choose one. You don't want to choose both of them. They cannot be combined. All right, any other questions? See, that's how you learn. You, you have to pay attention. I'm training you to learn how to handle these because we welcome such questions and, and uh, you abbots needs, uh, need, need to learn uh, to recognize um, these Dharma doors, more of these Dharma doors, and eventually you understand why uh, we don't do them. Eventually. Yes, anything else? Lots of questions. Okay, DTT. I'm sorry, Master. I think uh, Sinim in JMT has a really latent question, so I will ask later. It's okay. Let her wait. So I memorized the whole Shurangama mantra and recite the whole thing, but I'm wondering should I do the whole thing or I just partially divide and recite? You usually sign the whole thing. You see, uh, I think in Korea, in Korea, they teach uh, them to recite the whole mantra. That's a way to do that. And usually, they should also have taught them to set up a proper platform. Okay, uh, because when you practice these dharma doors, uh, uh, like in my prior uh, uh, answer to the other question, can I recite the Sirang Dala anywhere? You cannot recite it anywhere. Shangha Mantra is very specific. So you need to set up a platform and uh, so that you get the proper protection to recite it. 
Okay, that's a proper practice. And then once you set up a platform, uh, you can also go into the short version as well. Okay, uh, that's what I learned uh, because it's too long. The mantra itself is too long. And can you imagine that when you, in the future, uh, and when you have uh, a need, urgent need, do you have time to recite the entire mantra? You don't. So you have to use a short version when applicable or use their specific uh, uh, tools they have, which is not transmitted to Korea. All right. So, uh, so, um, so her, her practice, the way she taught, she, she talked about is uh, actually has a lot of holes in it. Okay, uh, it's a rather difficult situation. Uh, they taught, they believe, they taught to because of Master Sutro's uh, um, preferences. He went after the Huato. Uh, the Korean system is after the Huato and Shranga Mantra. And it turns out that when you go to the Shranga Mantra, uh, you do not, like Master XZ said, you do not want to practice on your own. It's too dangerous. You will be stopped and you'll be wasting your time. Mm. Okay, number one. You do the Huato, same thing. The Huato uh, is rather slow, but you also need protection from someone who understands. Okay, because if not, they will derail them very easily. Okay, the Huato. Uh, this is a problem with the Koreans. They practice Huato. Many of them practice Huato. Whether it's monks and nuns, Sunims, or lay people, they are, don't get anywhere because they get derailed and they don't realize it. Okay? Uh, I see, you see, that's my, my aversion, my dislike of Huato is that it's just a lot of issues you have. And it's not something that you say, uh, you can simply use a tekohato and practice it. It's a lot more involved than that, okay? And then, uh, and then you spend years doing it without building the proper foundation. What I do for you is I, I teach you chan first to help you build the foundation and lay the groundwork for you to continue to make it stronger and stronger of a foundation for you to make progress. Nohato uh, implicitly has its weakness that you all should know. Nohato requires you to have a lot of blessings immediately. Okay? Uh, so unless you have a lot of prior blessings, you cannot practice Nohato. This is why the Koreans nowadays don't get anywhere in Nohato in her generation as well as a future generation, I will predict to you that Huato will disappear in Korea. Okay? Uh, and so, uh, so you have a lot of uh, Huato, you, you need a lot of blessings. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and when you get a little bit higher, you need some, some help and some protection. And the Shrana Mantra is extremely dangerous. Uh, that's why um, to, 
they are they don't have the instructions to practice the Shrangama mantra properly. So I know some people who who are taught by Master Sungcho's by uh, Master Sungcho. I look at the way they practice. I realize that they are not making much progress. They get stuck. Okay. They get yeah. They get make. They get to somewhere where eventually they get stuck, and that's uh, they don't realize that um, that uh, they lack the foundation. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, DDT. Go back to DDT. 어, 일단 첫 번째는 질문이고 두 번째는 마스터께서 화두를 말씀하셔서 제가자로서 제가 경험했던 화두 스윙과 능엄주에 대해서 조금 참고하시라고 말씀드리고 싶어요. So first one is a question and second one is I also practiced um, Huado as a lay person so I want to share my experiences as a lay person practicing Huado. 일단 첫 번째 질문은 이게 이거 가지고도 좀 의견이 사람들마다 있었는데 영화 스님께서 전에 법문에서 능엄주는 사찰과 집에서 하라고 하셨는데 어 저는 어떤 의견이냐면 사, 여기서 말하는 사찰이란 영화 스님 도량을 의미하는 것 같거든요. 그런데 이게 일반 아무 절이다 가능한 건지 아니면 영화 스님 도량만 말하는 건지 사람들의 의견이 좀 갈려서 질문 드리게 됐습니다. So my first question is, uh, people have diverse opinions on this. <coughs> so um, Master told us that you sh we should uh, recite Shurangama Mantra in temples or in our houses. And my opinions by you meaning the temple, meaning uh, Master Yonghua's temple. But people are, um, has a divided opinion about temple. So is it your temple or any other temples too? Okay. Mm. I also want to say to just my uh, personal opinion, uh, my master too, Master Shinhua, when he started teaching Chan, he also taught Huato and it confused me. I don't like it. So that's why now I take a stand very quickly, very early. I said, I don't teach you Hato. Okay, because, uh, because he never explained to his disciples, my generation, that in order to practice Hato, you need to have a lot of blessings. Without the blessings, uh, you cannot go anywhere. You spend years, you can go nowhere at all. So the rule of thumb for the Chinese instruction is yeah, you practice Huato for three years. If you get nowhere, then abandon, switch. You don't do it your entire life, okay? So it's predicated upon you making some progress, some significant progress for the first, first three years. So that's why. So I do uh, fault Master Xinhua in not giving us a proper instruction to Huato. And that's why I take a stand. I say, I don't teach you Huato. You want to learn Huato, go to Master Xinhua. And I'm warning you, even if you go to Master Xinhua, he's a patriarch, he understands Huato, but his Huato instructions are not that good. This is my personal opinion. That's all. 
Okay? Uh, it's not how you will teach Huato at all. I was confused by his instructions. Uh, okay. Uh, as, and what about the question that uh, Jumi has about the Shranga Mantra, that is, go to the, the, the proper temples? It's about you. Depending on your level, if uh, your level you go to at home, then you really don't have a whole lot of protection. But you go to a temple, then what it means is that you depend on the protection from a temple. So it, it, it doesn't matter. You can go to my temple, you can go to uh, the three big temples in Korea, you can go to uh, temples in China and so forth, okay, and go to Mashishinua's temples, some of his temples, uh, then you get better protection because their levels are higher than you. That's all. So you want to take advantage of it uh, so that uh, you get some help from someone who's further along than you are. Okay? Uh, Yes, go forest. Um, Amitofo Master, uh, I think Yumi, she has also a comment. Yeah. So, should she go first? So it's okay, we go first, you can go. Okay, Amito for Master. Um, so my question is, um, when I am meditating, I recite Amitofo. So, and then during my daily life, I also try to recite. So is it better to recite Amitofo as well, or it doesn't matter if I recite uh, Yashu Rulai, for example, or Wanji Simpusa? You should, uh, can recite the Buddha's name, uh, depending on who you are. Uh, if you are older, I highly recommend that you recite uh, the uh, Amitabha Buddha's name. If you are uh, younger, then I would, you could recite Wan Yin's name, or you could recite Medicine Master Buddha's name. So it depends on your preferences. I would do all three. So for example, you come to a way place, and they have this uh, uh, Pure Land Dharma Assembly, then recite the Buddha's name. You have Wan Yin Assembly, recite Wan Yin's name. Don't just say that, that because I only specialize in reciting the Buddha's name, I don't go and recite Wan Yin's name. It would be a, which is a major, major mistake. Okay, number one. Yeah. Uh, number two is um, is um, I forgot what is the context of the question. Uh, yeah. So, so what I say is like, if it's better to recite the same Buddha's name during the day. Oh, I yeah, uh, yes. While I'm okay, uh, yeah, okay, very good. So, uh, so you, uh, you, could, uh, you could do just specializing one Buddha's name as well. Uh, okay, but I prefer uh, you to learn more tools than just one. Okay, uh, 
And so uh, when your skills are much higher, then you can choose. If you ask me right now, uh, I, can, I can tell that your level is not that high, and therefore you should be um, reciting many, many names. Okay, don't worry. If you focus on one uh, particular Buddhist name, it's not going to be making that much difference than reciting the other names as well. All right, go for us. Sorry, I forgot to turn off the camera. That's it? Okay, very good. Anything else here? Okay, now we are back to slide 314. Uh, the Master said, Master said, if you don't understand worldly dharma, then you cannot understand transcendental dharma. I happen to disagree. Okay, uh, you don't have to worry about understanding worldly dharma yet. Okay, there's no need. Uh, because because uh, in the training of Buddhism, this is why I differ from him in terms of training. In the Mahayana training for us, uh, we don't want you to try to understand worldly dharma yet until after you become enlightened. I don't want you to be distracted or get in trouble because the worldly dharma is very alluring, very, uh, very easy for you to get lost. And especially, how do you get lost? One thing that people get lost in is that, for example, the Buddhists and the Sunnims and the monks and nuns, they have a PhD and they go and get a degree in Buddhology and get a diploma. That is worldly dharma. And they come back with a big nose, thinking they're special, thinking they're experts. They're not. Your professors are not experts in Buddhology. We are. In, in most, with utmost humility, let me tell you. Unless you become enlightened, you no longer, you cannot understand the Buddha Dharma at all. Doesn't matter how many sutras you read, doesn't matter how many diplomas you have, you don't understand, okay? Mm. You don't have uh, the depth of knowledge. You simply know words and your translations suck. They're terrible. All the scholar translation from Sanskrit into English, from Chinese into English, from Pali into English, okay? If they are professors, all the translations suck. So dump them in a garbage can, unless I give you one. Keep it simple, okay? Don't waste your time. It's a waste of time to me. If I, if I had my choice, I would do away with all the PhDs in Buddhology. Oh, idiots. There you go. Luckily for me, professors are stupid, both stupid and poor, so it doesn't affect my donations <laughs> when I offend them. <laughs> okay? Uh, we don't beat around the bush. Well, you are a professor, you disagree with me, 
I'd be glad to debate with you. You see how, how, how much death you have. I'm warning you. I'm very scary. I destroy you when I debate with you. You're not that smart. You're not that fast. Okay? Okay, you are about intellect. I'm about kung fu. Okay? In, in Buddhism, when we debate, it's not like the Tibetans or the Indians. When we debate, when I debate, I destroy you. <laughs> I'm warning you. <laughs> be prepared to be destroyed. You want to debate me? Hello. <laughs> it's a challenge, it's an open challenge. Okay. All right. Uh, you don't need to understand worldly dharma, and I am against this. And there are some things Master Shehua says, it's so typical of the Chinese. That's why so, they're so confused. Okay? And they think they understand, but they don't. You're better off understanding transcendental or Buddha dharma first. When you understand the depth of the Buddha dharma, then you understand the depth of the worldly dharma. If you understand worldly dharma first, you'll be lost. The sequence is wrong. Okay, so wrong. And, that's, uh, and it's okay, whatever they do is none of our business, but you don't want, you, I want you to understand it so that, so that when you see people coming to you with their credentials, you see the order of chronology. Hmm? Did you learn chant? Did you learn yeah, all these things? And then you learn, and you get a PhD, I have no problem with that. Okay? Those people are okay. It's still stupid. If you, after you become enlightened, why would you need anyone to give you a certificate that says you understand Buddhology when they're a bunch of idiots? Seriously. It's insulting to me as a monk that I need to depend on someone to certify me as a PhD worthy of such prestigious institutions which don't understand Buddhology at all, Buddhism at all. It's so insulting to me, okay? To the Sangha. That's why I don't understand why Master Shenhua will allow his enlightened people to get a PhD. Why do we need to be accepted by them? I don't get it. We don't have to be accepted by idiots. Idiots will always be idiots. I don't care if you accept me or not. If you're an idiot, whatever you do is fine with me. That's why, why do I need you to accept me? Accept me, don't accept me, criticize me, debate me, it's up to you. I don't care. Okay? Nonsense. No. So, no, you don't have to understand worldly dharma. I'd like you to understand Buddha dharma first. And then, when it's time, I will ask you to learn by worldly dharma, but not disorder, okay? Number 315. It's just like when you lecture in sutras and speak dharma, you lecture in sutras and speak dharma, you do not understand the issues of our society. It's true. It's true that 
when you lecture and speak the Dharma, you should understand the issues. Okay? It's not so much you must understand. It's, to me, it's an attitude. When I lecture to you and I talk to you every night like this for the last forever, Every night, so here we go again. My <laughs> uh, uh, attitude is I'm learning. I'm, I'm going out on a limb to tell you that I don't like to teach Huato. I don't like you to, I don't, I don't have much respect for the professors in Buddhology, professors in philosophy, because I'm, I'm putting out a challenge to them. I want them to teach me. I want them to be offended. I want people to say, why, do you, why, why don't you use Theravada? Because Theravada is wrong. Is Hinayana or Theravada, idiot? Okay? So, so I'm learning. That's my attitude. So it's not about when you speak sutras and speak dharma, it's not about the fact you understand, you know everything. No. When I speak dharma to you personally, I understand a little bit of the Buddha dharma. Yes, but I have a bigger mouth. So I speak more than I'm supposed to. I say more, a lot more than I'm supposed to. Okay? But in doing so, I go out on a limb so that you criticize me, you get offended so that I learn from you where I'm wrong. Because otherwise, how do I know I'm wrong? Someone has to tell me. Right? And that's what I mean by, by here. Uh, you don't simply say, I learned from, you need to understand the issues of society. No, it's, it's a give and take thing. I talk to you and I understand more about tacos and the quesadillas. The quesadillas, by the way, is when you put a, put cheese in there. <laughs> so Taco Bell, tacos is really, really not that taco, but actually it's quesadilla. according to what I learned, okay? So you see, I'm learning. It's kind of fun. That's my fun too, I'm learning. Okay, we're all learning from each other. And that's the attitude. Don't think that I know everything about the Buddha Dharma, I hope. I, I know I don't know a whole lot. I hope the people will come and criticize me. No, you don't understand this teaching of Avatamsaka Sutra. No, you don't understand about Chan. I'd love to hear it, okay? Because I'm learning. So, speaking sutras, speaking dharma, is a give and take. It's not one way at all for me. You don't have to pretend to be the expert. I know a little bit, I'm sharing it with you. Okay? It's this mutual learning process. It's for real. It's not, it's not BS, where I say, you know, I don't know anything, so if I'm stupid, so be it. No. Tell me I'm stupid, and that's Debate it, let's discuss it, so that I will learn to, I would uh, learn from it. Yes, sir. Seven. Thank you, Master. Thank you so much um, for taking your position. I'm just curious, uh, imagining a scenario in which a professor or professors learn about uh, your challenge, uh, two questions. Number one, are there any specific topics you'd want to debate them on? And number two, where would you want to have said debate? 
public place where we both safe. <laughs> okay, like a gas station, well-lit gas station, coffee shop, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Neutral territory, okay, yeah. Uh, and uh, what, what topic, whatever they want to discuss, whatever their specialty is. Anyone else? All right. So you see, uh, this is theory. To me, I'm very specific. You cannot tell me I need to understand the issues of society because I don't. Look at my face. Do I look like someone who understands American culture? <laughs> Why you have this snorting thing? <laughs> do I look like, do I sound like I understand Vietnamese culture? <laughs> uh, home in the back. Oh, God. Master uh, Jimmy's, uh, actually Jim, married your husband, once told me that Master understand American culture more than a typical American. I understand more uh, my American culture no. than the loyal fan base of Donald. <laughs> no, he say, uh, sorry, he say you are more American than a typical American. <laughs> more than a typical Donald fanboy. Okay, and, and they don't have to be feel threatened. I only have a master's degree. I don't even have a PhD. Okay. <laughs> Come and debate me about <laughs> you anytime you feel like. Okay. Mm. Oh, thank you for your vote of confidence. Okay, issues are sorry. So you cannot speak on the issues of our society. No, it's not speaking. It's about bringing it up and let's talk it together. Okay, and that's learn. Okay, uh, it will be very dry. No one will like listening to it. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Uh, yes, go for us. Um, Amito for master. Um, so I have another follow-up question. Um, so in my case. Since normally I'm not able to get single-minded, is it better if I just recite the Buddha's name or should I also practice mantras? For you, well, you can do either one that turns you on. Sometimes the Buddha's name is easier for you, especially when it's a noisy environment. You can go back to the Buddha's name. Okay. When you're in a dark place where you feel, uh, you feel like um, you feel like uh, uncomfortable, go back to the Buddha's name. Okay, uh, and of course for the mantras, it depends on which mantra you like to recite. But I would stick to the Buddha's name for now. Okay, and specific okay. mantras if that's the case. Next. Thank you, Master. JC. Hello. 네, 안녕하세요. 이초 이승훈입니다. 아미타불 마스터. 
어, 지금 단식 5일 차인데 더 할지 말지 여쭙고 싶고 단식은 왜 하는지 궁금합니다. Hello, Master. This is uh, Yip Jo Yi Sung Hoon. Uh, thank you, Master. I'm on the fifth day of fasting, and I want to know should I do more or stop? And I also have a question: Why do we do the fasting? You do. You can do two more days. Okay. Uh, suffer a little bit more. Suffer all your naughty things. Repent for all the naughty things you did. <laughs> and are doing. <laughs> okay, and then if it's, you still feel guilty about it, do nine days. <laughs> okay, and what's the second question? Yes, Master, thank you. What's the second? The second question was, why do we do fasting? I thought I answered it already. <laughs> to repent for your naughty things. <laughs> to suffer. Uh, to suffer in a way that doesn't make sense to you. Okay? There's a magic in there. When uh, you look at the uh, people who did it before you, look, look, they seem normal, okay? Uh, but, um, but when you do fasting, it's a lot of suffering. And in that suffering process, uh, it helps you uh, a lot, physically and uh, mentally. All right? It's part of the training in... Uh, for our people. Hmm. Okay, anyone else? Hmm. Okay, so 317, Master Shinhua says, when you speak Dharma, uh, uh, and you understand the worldly Dharma, uh, uh, and you understand the worldly Dharma, you speak the Dharma, you find it reasonable, and touches the heart of each person. Um, no, I don't want you to even worry about it, okay? Yeah, I don't want you to worry about touching people's hearts. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's a private thing. <laughs> if, if I hear that you, a monk, uh, speaking to me and trying to touch my heart, I say, Excuse me? <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, uh, please, it's very private. My heart is very private. I do not want anyone to touch it, okay? <laughs> Especially when you speak Dharma to me, okay? Or when I speak Dharma, I do not try to touch your heart. I guarantee you, okay? <laughs> uh, oh, 300 of you out there have no fear. I'm not like Master Shenhua, where I'm trying to, I'm hoping and aiming to touch your heart. I, I ain't. <laughs> that's the difference in Chinese speaking and American speaking. <laughs> All right. Uh, all I'm trying to do, okay, when I seek Dharma, is that I'm trying to repeat to you 
the words of wisdom of our patriarchs. So I, my personal struggle is to make sure th the things I tell you are consistent with my teacher's teachings. And don't worry, Master Shenhua is not, uh, is not the only teacher I have. That's my luxury, okay? I learn from him a lot. I adore him, I idolize him, but I also have other teachers. So, you know, so whatever I tell you has to be consistent with my teacher's teachings, okay? Mm. And if it's not the case, I respectfully ask them to take me out of action. Okay, I have my quirks, I have my, my flaws, but if I say something that's wrong, uh, please, uh, don't make me go and fast. <laughs> that's all I ask. <laughs> it's too much suffering for me. I'm too old to suffer like you young people. Okay, so I, yeah, there, there, are, there are boundaries where I will not cross. Okay, uh, and 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 so, uh, so, my challenge is that whatever I do every single night is to make sure that I go out on a limb, but not contradict uh, what I understood from all my teachers. Okay. All right, making every person feel with joy upon hearing it, experiencing great happiness. In this way, people will want to listen to Sutra lectures. No. Boy, this is not good. <laughs> Tonight is a tough night. <laughs> One of those nights where you know you wish that you would be somewhere else and like have uh, some Guinness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You like that too? <clears throat> Such a lonely life. <laughs> I'm supposed to deliver and perform, but I cannot take it easy. No! <laughs> yes, too. Thank you, Master. I wanted to, uh, to, to share something I've experienced with you um, pretty recently. Uh, and I show up every night because you are lecturing. So thank you so much for uh, all the effort that you put forward. Um, you know, as you know, uh, I've struggled a lot with sitting and um, suffered, uh, suffered a lot of uh, setbacks over the years. But um, I just wanted to express my sincere gratitude to Venerable XS, who showed me some new approaches to uh, trying to not have as many obstructions. And so uh, the fourth day today, um, I'm sitting in this new posture, which feels a lot more athletic and uh, uh, <laughs> um, the fort being built. Athletic chant. I love it. <laughs> okay. New field, Xianxun, pioneered by Xianxun. <laughs> um, but to, to share with you, not not even three minutes ago, I just as I'm sitting and I kind of just blew some air out of my ears, I'm suddenly hearing sounds much clearer. Um, the bass in my ears is like restored from 
I don't know, 10 years ago. I can hear things a lot clearer. How long have you been married? <laughs> you know, it's interesting, Master. I got married around nine years ago. Nine years ago. Really? That long? I know. Wow. Time flies. No? Come on. Come on, Sarah. Yeah. Correct him. No way. It can be, cannot be that long. <laughs> the sister-in-law is checking. <laughs> It'll be nine years in November. Uh, so, yeah. It's been eight and a half. Or eight and almost eight and a half years. Yeah. Well, we give you nine. You know, anything over eight and a half, we round up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, I, I wanted to tell you, it's pretty profound. Like, my ears really just opened up. Wow. And, um, and I'm really seeing physical changes uh, in my natural position posture, too. Uh huh. I see. Cool. So I just wanted to share. Okay, excellent. So there you go, folks. You heard it here tonight first at Wave Mountain Temple. Uh, American Chan also has athletic damador. <laughs> and since you're not Chinese, you don't understand the Chinese pronunciation. The expert here is XS. Contact her, okay? Don't contact XS2. XS2 uh, is not an expert. <laughs> yes, five. So Venerable XS will be the coach for the athletic department. Yes. W.H.C.H.A.N. <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, that branch of uh, American Chan. <laughs> athletic American Chan. AAC. You know, and for those of you who have never met Venerable XS or, or myself in person, she isn't the archetype of who I thought I'd be addressing as coach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I must say, she is the best coach uh, for uh, sitting that I've experienced, so. Wow, yeah, okay. Applause, 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 applause. <laughs> Okay, too late. Yeah, too late. <laughs> Miss a golden moment. <laughs> okay, uh, very good. Yeah, thank you for sharing with us. Of course, by all means, uh, share your experience. That's, that's great. Maybe do even do a Dharma glimpse. Uh, oh, athletic American chant. <laughs> uh, okay, so back to 318. Everyone is filled with joy upon hearing it, if you're in great happiness. Uh, and we listen to a sutra lectures. No, uh, I want you to listen um, because, uh, because part of my challenge is to make it relevant to you while helping you enter samadhi. Okay, and so to me, this is part of the sudden teaching. Okay. So it's not so much about you experiencing great happiness and so forth. It will come naturally. It's never a rule, okay? Uh, and so I think this is for him to teach uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, newcomers. He would talk like this. We don't talk like this, okay? Uh, and uh, listen to Sutra lectures. Uh, uh, 
It's up to you. I'm not trying to make you want to listen to the lectures. Again, you know, I don't care. If you don't understand worldly dharma, speak exclusively of transcendental, transcendental dharma, saying, oh, you must cultivate, you must practice ascetic practices. You don't truly help them understand the principles behind this ascetic practice on their own. And yet you force them to come and do it so that you won't be able to, okay? Uh, no, uh, I look at, at uh, transcendent, transcendental dharmas uh, because I combine them. If you see, see the, the context is that the Buddha dharma is in the world. And therefore, the worldly dharma has transcendental dharmas and transcendental dharmas also has worldly dharma. That's a bottom line. Okay, So there's no need to separate the two at all to me. Okay, uh, but I, I differentiate for your sakes, but to me, it's the same, okay? And so how do you reconcile the differences? The differences uh, is, um, is not that important to you. All I care about is that uh, if you practice uh, worldly dharma, that's a Tibetan meditation, mantra, and so forth, okay, which I feel, you know, that's uh, you know, primarily worldly dharmas because it's selling uh, that, that process. Uh, I don't like it. Mm. But if you do that, okay, as long as it benefits, it's beneficial to you, it's good enough, okay? It won't take you very far, but as long as you find it beneficial, it's still better than going out there and, and try to steal from someone or hurt someone and so forth. So when you practice these things with the proper, the proper mindset, where you practice it in order to gain wisdom, okay? That's the main thing. I don't care where you go. This uh, Sunim here is visiting us and she comes to us and people told her that, you know, she come here and check it out. Uh, the one thing I want her to learn is that uh, the purpose of what we do here with all of you, whether it's here physically here or in Korea or people online, the same thing. I want you to open your wisdom, okay, and become a good person. That's the bottom line, okay? And so if you do with uh, worldly dharmas uh, or uh, Theravada dharmas or Hinayana dharmas or Mahayana dharmas, to me it's all good, okay? It's all good. Uh, but uh, I want you for second part is keep improving. Do not get stuck. That's what most teachers don't tell you. They tell you that I'm the greatest. And that's one thing too. I find fault in Master Shinwa's teachings because in my generation, we all idolize him. We all do. He's a fantastic of a man. I've never met anyone like him. And I doubt I'll ever be able to meet anyone like him for the rest of my life. Okay? So it's a, it's a great uh, blessings for me to spend that kind of blessings on meeting him, on shaving my head, on learning from him. Okay? But, uh, but he's not, he's not, uh, he's not uh, the Buddha. 
So certain things he taught us, my generation, to me, could be improved. Okay? I tell you that. I'm no patriarch. I, I, am, I look disdainfully upon many patriarchs, except for Master Shenhua. Okay? That's my personal position. Okay? And so, uh, so uh, what he failed to do for my generation is that he made himself to be such a humongous role model that we feel that that's enough for me. I will have a look, I will never find anyone like him anymore. That's true. But, but he should have said, I want you to continue to look for a teacher. He doesn't have to be bigger than me. You can learn from everyone. I learn from the demons. I would not want to do the things they do. So I want to learn the tricks. Hmm? You see? So, so that attitude, that's what I want you to have. That is, you should learn from Master Shenhua. Uh, don't bother with this current one and so forth, okay? Uh, don't waste time. Uh, you learn from me, learn from uh, whoever, okay? A patriarch and so forth. But I want you to continue to learn and learn and learn and learn. And always look for a good knowing advisor that is our spirit. Always. I'm always looking for one. Personally, I never stopped. Every day, I looked, I say, hmm, not a good knowing advisor. Hmm, not that one either. I never stopped. Okay? That's how you improve. You, I want you to have that attitude where I want to be a better person. I want to be a Gouda person. Gouda. The one who eats Gouda cheese. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Yes, did you have something to say, Five? Uh, thank you, Master. I, um, I was thinking about uh, the, our upcoming relics exhibit and how we'll have people who will be coming. I, I know both um, WMT and DTT were both very eager to introduce the relics to a lot of people, um, perhaps people who are going to be from different temples or maybe they're going to be groups who uh, practice meditation. They may not be practicing the way we practice. Um, and I was just wanting to ask your opinion about when people come to the temple, um, do we allow them to practice the way they feel comfortable practicing? Do we show them how we practice? What's your take on that? We don't, we don't show anything. They have to do something to be worthy, to be shown. Why do you have to show anything? Seriously, I'm not the teacher. We're not, we're not, we don't have to help them. It's Master Shenhua's job to help them. It's not my job to help everyone. I only help people I like. I 
Life is so much simpler for me. I don't need to help everyone. <laughs> okay? Hmm. Yes, JMT. Uh, you said Huado is too slow and Shrangama mantra is too dangerous. Then what Dharma door is fast and safe? Your good new advisor will tell you. Okay? There, there are a lot of enlightened uh, there are a lot of enlightened Sunnis there. Uh, I hope there. I don't think the Sunnis, the, the male Sunnis, are teaching the nuns. So you're not you're not uh, in luck. Okay, for some reason, very typical of my master's side as well. They don't train the nuns. Okay. And to me, it's not very wise. Why not? Look around you. How many nuns there are compared to how many monks? Hmm? And, and so for us not to train the nuns would, would be to ignore uh, and underutilize one of the biggest assets we have. Okay? And, and uh, so... Um, to me, it's a shame, because even my master, they don't train the nuns either. Okay, uh, it's too bad. Uh, the good no advisors are supposed to train everyone uh, without any discrimination, except for me, I'm not a really a good no advisor. That's why I only train people I like. Okay, that's be real, okay? I'm no good no advisor. I'm too judgmental. Yeah, look at him. I don't like you. <laughs> Next. <laughs> See, that's why after 18 years, we only have 300 people <laughs> tuning in every night. We should have 30,000 people, okay, Peter? <laughs> but with my big mouth and my offending everyone left and right, uh, I don't have a lot of people. Yes, JMT. I'm too stupid, so I cannot recognize good knowing advisor. So please tell me. I don't know. In Korea, I haven't met a nun who's at least first ground yet. I saw a lot of uh, nuns, I have saw, saw a few nuns who are fourth stage, but they cannot teach you. Okay, fourth stage, I don't know how to teach. Mm. Uh, and so uh, the Korean nuns are in trouble, unfortunately. Uh, uh, for example, uh, to, to, uh, talking about something, someone specific, Deji Sunim has been around for how many years now? 10 years now, as fully ordained, okay? 
and practicing even more longer than that. And um, uh, she, before, uh, she was uh, going from temple to temple and temple, trying to pick up this, pick up that, and pick up a few things from me as well. And then, and then I looked at her, and I saw her for, for uh, when I first saw her, something like a year before she, uh, she uh, became interested in us. And I saw that uh, she went to all these uh, temples that have good teachers, but no one really training her at all. Okay? And as a result, uh, in Mahayana, unless you have a good no advisor, uh, which is the case right now in my master's temples. Unless you have a good no advisor, you will not make progress. Okay? And so, I don't know. In Korea, I really don't know uh, where you're going to find a Sunim who can uh, train you. The enlightened Sunims are on the men's side. Okay? And they don't teach women. So, you know, you don't have m many choices. Uh, and uh, in the uh, in uh, in Taiwan, there's a disciple Master Shenhua who's a nun who's enlightened, but her skill is not high enough to teach you. When you go to the U.S., hmm, there's some nuns here who are higher levels, but like your Korean Sunims, they don't know how to train nuns. That's why the third generation, the Qin generation, is really zilch. Okay? So it's a dead end. So it's tough for the nuns right now. Very, very tough. And when you hear this, it's not a criticism. When you hear this, I want you, monks and nuns, to uh, challenge yourself. You have to have to, to get to a level where you are uh, deemed worthy to be trained how to be a good no advisor. Okay? And you have to be good enough to be trained. Uh, clearly, uh, clearly, uh, it's uh, a responsibility that you should take seriously. Okay? If you want, Buddhism to continue to grow in your generation is your responsibility because you, as a monk and nun, owe it to your supporters to help them by what? By becoming a better person every day. Get better and better and better so that you can find better ways to repay the support from your followers. And one of the biggest ways for you to repay them back is the Pure Land Dharma door. So those of you, those of them who cannot practice Huato, you cannot practice uh, uh, mantras, you cannot practice Pure Land, you have to find a way to help them go to the Pure Land. It's your responsibility. My master never taught my generation that. Okay? Uh, and of those who have the potential, you have to train them to become enlightened so that they can take care of themselves. All right? So 
I understand her dilemma, but I don't know how to help her. Uh, uh, I don't know of any good solution for her at all. Okay, right now, unfortunately. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, the aim is, in regards to worldly dharma, the aim is to make everyone happy, not to everyone angry. No. Uh, you don't want to make them angry. Let me give you an example. You don't want to make them angry. I agree with that. The Koreans would understand what I'm talking about. Koreans are, okay, okay, we get along, we get along. Okay? Uh, but you don't want, it's not about getting angry. It's about getting afflicted. If you're angry, if you're greedy, okay, then you make people greedy, okay? Then you are, you, you are uh, not helping at all. So the purpose of speaking a Dharma, folks, as a monk and nun, is to not make people greedy, okay? I talk to you and say things to encourage you to improve yourself and understand that you can be much better than you are right now. Much better. Okay? You can. So, but, uh, so there's a little bit of worldly dharma there, uh, but it's not for the sake of selling me, selling my temple, and getting more money and support out of you. It's about you. Okay? So that greed there is for yourself to be a better person. Okay, mm. and uh, yes, uh, as far as anger goes, I do want you to get angry at me sometimes. Not too often, but sometimes you should get angry at me. Okay, uh, and uh, to keep me in my place. Okay, yeah. I don't want to feel just uh, every night sitting up here and people look at me. Oh, that's the master. Oh, he's my idol. My. Uh, I'm not. Come on, give me alone. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so it's uh, annoying to me that, that I do, I do uh, on purpose make you angry. Sometimes I slap people. Did you hear that? <laughs> See, people ignore me. <laughs> okay. And so, uh, 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 and when you make people angry, then no one will be able to accept it. You don't have to accept what I'm telling you. I give up trying to make you accept it. I give up, okay? I just want you to hear the good things, and maybe someday you understand, but you don't have to accept it. You don't have to understand right now, okay? I just want you to hear. That's all. So I do whatever it takes to make you hear it, whether it's Dharma glimpses, whether it's discord, whether it's uh, intertemple and so forth. It's all designed to make it available for you. That's all. And, and if you listen to it, I'm happy. Okay? And whatever it takes to make you listen to it, I'm happy. 
Okay? But you don't have to accept it. You don't have to understand. Uh, you, monks and nuns, don't have to understand the worldly dharma. You should like to understand the worldly dharma, but you don't have to understand it. You understand the difference? The worldly dharma is very profound. You cannot understand it. Let's face it. For you, as a monk and nun, to think that you can understand the worldly dharma, uh, you are setting uh, yourself up for failure, let me tell you. Okay, where are we? Are we still here? Uh, um, Worldly Dharma, that's the end of it, isn't it? Huh? Uh, and ascetic practices, don't worry about ascetic practices. Yeah, it's okay. Anything is we'd like to discuss tonight? No? No questions? Everyone happy? Everyone not angry? Everyone willing to accept it? <laughs> yes, five. Uh, thank you, Master. Just a quick uh, reminder for our YouTube audience. Please like and subscribe. Thank you. After all this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? You betcha. You like, you know, and you're asking them to like that I insulted the professors. <laughs> and many, many people tonight. Okay. You don't have to like it, but subscribe it. <laughs> okay, thank you everyone. We stop here tonight. Thank you all.